Well, good morning everybody, and uh, today I'm going to be ministering a message entitled The Greatest Commandment. And I want us quickly just to go to John chapter 13, verse 34, as a starting point. And I want us to have a look at something because this is one of the fundamentals that I had missed in my Christian walk. I know that some other guys might have understood this or had it, but I was never taught this. And what I'm going to teach today is going to be very critical for some of the things in your life. Let me ask, start by asking this question. Who has ever believed God for something and never got it? Have you ever trusted God and just never got the thing? And you think that you've got it all right and it looked like everything that the scriptures are right, everything's right. Now I heard this statement in passing by some of the faith preachers and said, if you don't get something, you've got to go back and check your love walk. And they made that statement in passing and just carried on and said, your love walk will determine whether you receive from God or not. So I looked at that and I still thought, okay, well that is very strange. It did not, I did not make any sense to me. It didn't come to my spirit. I didn't understand it. But I trusted them. I, I believe that if they say that, that's fair. I didn't get the connection. So today I want us to have a look. Because I really believe that God is busy revealing something, well at least to me, okay? And then you guys maybe might find it interesting. Verse 34, John chapter 13 verse 34. It says, this is the one that Jesus says. He says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this will all be know that you are my disciples when you have love for one another. Now everybody knows this verse. Everybody knows the issue of that you've got to love. And love is the main thing. And that God so loved the world that he gave Jesus Christ. And you know, we hear all of these things. But how does this impact or affect my physical daily life? What has it got to do with me in the sense of, if I say to you, do you love your brother? Most of us will go, yes. But if you're really honest, most of us will love those who love us. You know, if you like me, I'll like you back. If I don't like you, I don't, you know, we don't love you that much. So the truth of the matter is, where does this come from? How far does this go? And one of the things that started me on this journey was in 1 Corinthians, let's just go there quickly, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to go through a lot of scripture today, and I'm going to put it all together. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which everybody knows is the love chapter, but look at the end of it. Chapter 13, verse 13. It says, now abideth, okay, that stays, remains, faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. So I'm going, hang on a second, God. How is it, I was saying to Janine today, 60, I don't know exact percentage, 60 to 80% of Jesus' ministry was to try and get his disciples to have faith. How many times haven't you seen, you faithless generation, he of little faith, you know, and he keeps on rebuking them. How long must I still stay here? I'm showing you how to believe God. I'm showing you how to push him. And yeah, the Bible says, Paul makes a statement, he says, these three are going to stay. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And I said, God, you're going to have to show me this thing. Give me a revelation on how this lot works because I'm not quite with this thing. I don't understand it. 
I understand that we've got to love you, we've got to love people, but how does, how does that be more important than faith and trusting God? Because remember, when I'm trusting God, often it's for somebody else's breakthrough anyway. I'm trusting God to set them free. I'm trusting God for a miracle for somebody else. It's not always about me. So I'm going, God, please show me this thing. Let me understand this thing. And the other day, Janine and I were busy discussing some things, and something came out that was very interesting. Who are gifting and ministries towards the one side of Jesus Christ, and that is the lamb part. My whole calling and gifting is towards the lion part. See, Jesus Christ is called the lion and the lamb. And I said, well, what's the difference between the two? I mean, we sang it this morning. We said that he's the lion and the lamb. What is the difference between the two? And when you sit down and actually read it and understand that the lamb is the sacrifice. The lamb is the one who says, I love you so much, I'm going to die for you. I'm coming as a sacrifice. What does a lion represent? I'm here to fight. I'm here to take possession. I'm here to take territory. I'm here to guard. I mean, a lion is one of the most feared predators because when a lion comes up on the scene, most animals back off. And so the one is to come from a real brokenness and say, listen, I'm here to be sacrificing my life, laying down my life. And I want to show you in scripture where this is important. I mean, we've got so many scriptures. And just write these down. I'm not going to turn to them now. You you read Romans chapter 12 verse 1. It says, I wish that you present your body as a living sacrifice to me. Okay? Then you go and see uh, prayers like this. Not my will, but your will be done. In other words, I'm laying my life down. Um, John the Baptist uh, makes a statement in uh, John chapter 3 verse uh, 30. He says, Jesus, you must increase and I must decrease. Now these are all scriptures of saying, listen, I must lay my life down. I must lay my life down. I must sacrifice my life. So I'm looking at this thing and saying, God, where does this thing all come together? How does me fighting for something connect with this loving? How does the lion connect with the lamb? And God started to show me very clearly, you cannot go into the lion mode unless you've gone through the lamb mode first and got it right. You see, if you look at Jesus Christ, right up until today, he's only come as a lamb. We have not seen Jesus Christ manifested as a lion anywhere on the earth. All he did was, he says, I've come to lay my life down for the sheep. I've come to sacrifice. I've come to bless you. I've come to gently be everything to all mankind. He never did anything violent. He did not do anything aggressive. He did everything in a gentle mode. But the Bible says in the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ comes back as a lion. Then he does not come back as the gentle one coming to sacrifice everything. He's coming to come and bring justice. He's coming to take back what should have been right. And then he comes back as the one, the rider on the white horse, with all power, all might, all authority, and the saints are coming back to fight with. So there is a time coming when everybody's going to move into that solid lion anointing or that lion calling and start making a difference on this earth. But God says that we have to go through the process. The process first is you've got to be a lamb first before you can really be a lion. And I want to tell you something. The danger that we have got is we have taken the gifts of God and seen it as a lion. 
The gifts are without repentance. You could sit down and have a gift of healing, a gift of deliverance, a gift of whatever. But the Bible says that if you don't have love with that thing, you're clanging symbol. So God's not interested in the gifts. He's interested in the love that goes with it. And for years I didn't understand this. Genuinely did not understand this and say, God, what are you trying to tell us? What do you mean I don't love somebody when I'm using the gifts to set them free? What does it mean to sit down and say, listen, I must have love in all of these things that I do? Because here it says, the three that's going to stay is going to be faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is going to be love. And you've got to get that thing under your belt. You've got to understand that. Then I want us quickly to turn to Galatians chapter 5. And I want you to see something. And this scripture really shocked me when I saw this. Galatians chapter 5. Remember that you got faith, love, and hope. Okay? Let's quickly turn there. Galatians is before Ephesians. Thank you. Come, Galatians. And I want us just to have a look at this thing properly. Because if we understand this, we are not going to. We are not going to waver. I know it's here. I know where it is. I just can't find it. All right. Verse 6. Chapter 5, verse 6. I want you to see this very carefully. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. What does that mean? It doesn't matter who it is, whether it's Jews or Gentiles. That's what it's talking about. Everybody. Now listen to this. But faith working through love. It says, faith works through love. And then I got totally shocked. I said, God, this sounds all good, but what does it mean practically? What does it mean to have, because you've asking us and you've pushed and you've had Jesus Christ for three and a half years teaching us that we've got to have faith. We've got to believe God. We've got to have this authority. We've got to move in this earth. Excuse me, what are you talking about? What do you want for us? And then God started to show me this. And he says, once... You have genuinely had a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you love people so much that you lay your life down. You say, God, I am going to lay my life down for people. Everything is about people. I love people so much that I'm going to trust you for a total breakthrough for every single person. I am not going to do it so that I can look good or that I can build a ministry, or that I can get these things. That's why I want us to go through, and I'm not going to go through it now. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, gives you all the do nots on love. Love does not, love does not. I want us, physically this week, to go right down and all those love does not. Okay? And mark yourself out of 10 on each point. And I'm telling you right now, we're actually going to be quite shocked. You know, you sit down and you go, love does not provoke. Okay, how many times have you said something that's deliberately caused a fight? How many times have you done something that's pushed somebody else's button? You know, how many times have you, you know, just done stuff that has provoked something? But I want you to see, if we go through this, love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. How many times have you said this prayer? God, it's about me now. I've had enough now. I don't want to help anybody else. It's about me now. I need a little bit. It's about, I need some pampering. I need some TLC. I've had a rough, come on, we've all done it. All of us. Okay, so out of 10 there might be a bit lower. 
But that's what it says. It says it is not seeking its own. So that means that our love walk isn't so hot. When I start measuring practically where we are at, I realize that we are very far where we should be. And you know what? A lot of people will actually see you as weak when you get there. When you actually sit down, people will see you just as a doormat. People will just see you as somebody who can't stand up for your own because it's not about you anymore, it's about them. And when you sit down and say, God, it's about people, then all of a sudden that faith kicks in, all of a sudden that gifting kicks in. That's how Reynold Bonker could end up having the massive crusades he did because if you met him, it's all about the people. It was not about his sacrifice. It was not about his family staying in another country. It was about, God, I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. I'm laying my life down for people. And God saw that love, and out of that love birthed the faith. Out of that love for people birthed the giftings and the callings and the anointing to set them free. And that's why when you saw the videos of his stuff happening, you could not understand how he could get to that power level. I'm telling you now, this is how he got it. He understood what it was to be a lamb and then come in as a lion. And say, I'm going to fight for these people. I'm going to turn this thing off. And I want you to know this is what God wants for us. He wants us to get to that place where we can genuinely start making a difference. Now when I started to see this connection of saying, listen, there is a love walk that walks together with faith. I actually went into the Word and I was surprised to see how many times God connects this love and faith together. I'd never seen this before. And let's just quickly go to Ephesians chapter 6. You guys can write this down, I'll just page there. I wanted to just to show you a few scriptures here. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 23. And these are some of them that are never connected before. It says this, Peace to the brethren, and listen to this, and love with faith, and love with faith. Here he says, listen, you get your love walk going, and then the faith is going to operate with it. You can't trust me unless you've got to the love walk. You can't really trust me unless you have an intimate relationship. And I want to tell you stuff. Right now, I can even mention love. Listen, there's so much more to this love walk than what I'm saying now. It's not a quick fix thing. Out of this thing comes a total intimacy walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Comes an intimacy walk with others. Comes a real caring, a real dying to self. I mean, there's so much that we need to understand about this love walk. There have been a few people in my life that I've looked at it and I've said, these guys are actually starting to get something. But you know, a lot of them just stayed in the lamb mode. They didn't push further to say, okay, let's start helping others and breaking stuff and, you know, and really changing stuff. But they really got this lamb thing waxed. Some of them really know how to lay their lives down and sacrifice their own so that others can be benefited by it. Okay? So I want you to see, yeah, we see it connected again. 1 Thessalonians 5. And I want you to see this one because this is very important. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. And it speaks about the breastplate. verse 8. Listen to this. And let us who are of the day be sober. In other words, those guys that are living in the end times. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love as the helmet of hope of salvation. Now, I want you to see this is the same three words 
that was left in 1 Corinthians 13. Remember? Faith, hope, and love. And here, Paul writes to the Thessalonians, and he says to them, listen, I want you to put on the breastplate of faith and love, and the helmet as of hope. He says, these three things are going to stay together. But I want you to know that love and faith work together. They are part of the breastplate. They work together. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 4. 1.14 It says, And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ was exceedingly abundantly with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. I want you to see that there is a connection with these two. So we cannot and we need to push into faith and trust God for everything that we do. We have to walk as spiritual beings. But none of it is going to operate properly unless we understand the love walk. Unless we really understand, God, I need to start loving people. It's all about people. It's not about numbers. It's not about position. It's not about title. It's not about me fulfilling some lack in my life that I need this thing fulfilled. It is genuinely saying, God, I surrender all. Not my will, but your will be done. I die so that you can live. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to love people. As I love people, and I genuinely get that thing right, my faith is going to start building. I'm going to start trusting God because I know it's not about me anymore. And when I start trusting God, miracles are going to start happening. And then, guys, out of that thing, we start moving into that lion and fighting for people. Out of that thing, I love somebody so much that I will fight. I will take out the devil. But that thing is only going to work to the level that my love walk is working properly. Because faith only works through love. Now, there's a lot of people that have got this thing quite mixed up. I got taught, use the gifts. I got taught, the more power you can demonstrate, the more gifts you can use, you can prophesy accurately, that's the way to go. That is the typical charismatic way. And yet the word says that it's not. You'll be a clanging symbol just because you've used gifts. If you don't have the love walk with it. So we have got to start getting a revelation of this love walk and saying, God, I need to get a revelation of this thing. Help me get this thing properly. And check, and practically we've got to start somewhere. Some of us, it's easy. It's easy to operate in this stuff. If I look at Janine and a few others around, it's easy for them to tap into this thing and move into it. Some of us, it is foreign to us. So where do we start? Take a practical checklist and start somewhere. Say, God, am I provoking people? Am I seeking my own? Am I trying to... And then one of the things and points in there is, do you remember wrongs? How many of us remember, oh, this guy did me wrong. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with him. Okay? Some of us can really remember wrongs done to us. And yes, it was wrong. The Bible doesn't say that it was handled right and what happened to you is correct. But love says, I'm going to dismiss that and I'm going to keep walking a walk of a pure heart so that I can then develop the faith that comes with it. And then out of that, we can then go into a fight mode. But you can't fight unless you have the love first. Guys, in summary, two things. 1 Corinthians chapter 18. Uh, chapter 13, isn't 18? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. And I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we know the scripture, but it's very, very critical. It sums up everything. Verse 8. 
love never fails. Where there's prophecy, it will fail. Where there's tongues, it will cease. Alright, where there's knowledge, it will vanish away. Okay? All these things are going to fail. But love never fails. If we get that love thing correct, it is the pillar on which everything else is hanging. Everything else that you're going to do out of your Christian walk has got to come out of that love thing. That's why the Bible says that love is the most important. The only commandment we got, the new commandment from Jesus, was that we love one another. So you've got two commandments in the New Testament. Love God with all your heart. Okay? Now that is genuinely an intimate relationship. Love God with all your heart. And then love one another as you love yourself. And the Bible says... Out of that, you'll know that you are my disciples. Out of that love walk, that intense sacrifice to one another, that intense thing of going through your checklist and making sure that you're operating, will come the faith, will come the battle, will come everything. But it's come out of a love thing, not out of a self-gain thing, or an arrogance thing, or out of a gifting thing. Guys, if we are based on a gifting thing, we are wrong. Most of us are trying to push in harder to get a gift stronger. Practice the gift, get it stronger. And God's saying, I don't want that to be stronger. I want the love walk to get stronger. Out of that love walk, it's going to release a power. So here's the summary. Be a lamb before you can be a lion. Be a lamb before you can be a lion. Jesus Christ gave us that model. He says, I've come to lay my life down. And in laying my life down, I will come back as the lion. I will come back as the one. And what's interesting is, if you go and read in in the the scripture that I read in Thessalonians, that's speaking about the end times. It says those that are still alive in the end times, those that are really at the last of the last days, put on the breastplate of love and faith. That's us. We're living pretty close to it. If we're not in it, we're not far away from it. And what we need to know is, these are the elements that we need. We need the breastplate of love, which is the greatest one, then faith, and then hope. And if we understand that, we are going to start growing in the right direction. Lord, I just repent tonight, today. Lord, for every single time, Lord, where we've tried to just operate out of the gifts. Lord, where we don't understand and have not walked in a genuine love walk. Father, I pray that you're going to help us not only understand this, but Lord, that it's going to be such a revelation to us that our whole mindset, our whole being is going to change. Lord, help us to be a lamb before we become a lion. Lord, help us to genuinely understand what it is to sacrifice, a living sacrifice before you. Lord, help each one of us to start practicing the right stuff in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that we will not be focusing on any of the gifts, but God, we will be busy with the love walk in our lives. Lord, that we will genuinely love people and care for people and sacrifice ourselves for them in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that from today there's going to be a shift in our attitudes, a shift in our focus, and Lord, I thank you that as we do that, the power of God is going to flow in and through us to such a degree in Jesus name. Lord I thank you that our faith is going to work. Lord that we will see things in action and we'll see things come through when our love walk is right. Father I thank you right now that we can move into a new level of intimacy with you. Lord 
Lord, knowing that you are our source, knowing that you are our purpose, and knowing that you want every single person to get born again and out of hell. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to birth that in our spirits. Lord, that we will see people as important. Lord, that we will not try and go for self-gain, but Lord, that we will really just start going to love and heal people. In Jesus' name, we thank you for this. Amen.